0: Welcome to Oberlin United Methodist Church, this 29th day of March 2020. Thank you for joining us in worship today.
1: the wrong Yeah, yeah.
0: This period of uncharted times in our world today, for it to be easier for persons to receive timely messages and announcements, I respectfully ask that you call the church office 785-475-3067 or email me at gpettibone at oberlinumc.org to provide your correct email address. Additionally, should you have prayer rec- Should you have prayer concerns, you may either email those to me or leave them on the answering machine at the church office. Our church continues to be in ministry, including pastoral care. The method of care may not be in the manner that we are accustomed, but as your pastor, I am available through email, text message, or telephone call, should you have a need. Please join us now in singing our opening hymn, I Sing a Song of the Saints of God, a public domain hymn found at page 712 of the United Methodist Hymnal.
1: I sing a song of the saints of God, patient and brave and true. was a queen and one was a sheep On the street, in the store, in a church, by the sea, in the house next door. They are to to God, we're rich or poor, and I need to be one
0: too. Let us pray. Healing and empowering God. We are sometimes so sure that things will not work out. We doubt even your ability to put things right in our lives. We lack such faith, but Jesus came to show us that our most dreaded enemy, death, can be overcome by faith. Heal our doubts and our longings for assurance and give us spirits of trust and hope. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'm reading today from a God Loves Me Bible. The story of Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha were friends of Jesus. They let Jesus stay at their house. They fed Jesus good food. They listened to Jesus teach. One day, Martha got angry because Mary listened to Jesus instead of helping in the kitchen. But Jesus told Martha that Mary had chosen the right thing. God loved Mary and Martha." Our praise team will lead us in singing the Cares Chorus, CCLI number 23974. uh uh-huh. This week let us remember the following in prayer Neil, Melvin, Pat, Ron, Ben, Doris, Frederick, Jimmy, Bob, B. Shirley, Joanne, Tamra, Eunice, Ardeth, Russell, and Howard. Let us also remember the family and friends of Audrey Pavlicek. Let us pray. Lord, we have come a long way on this journey. For so many of us, we know where the scriptural road will take us, and we will walk triumphantly into Jerusalem, eat a supper meal with Jesus, and watch as He is taken from the garden and brought before the authorities. We will weep at the foot of the cross as he speaks words of love and forgiveness, and we will wail at the tomb. We do not like this part of the journey and would just as soon skip it, but here we have the story of his friend Lazarus, who has died. His sisters Martha and Mary have confidence that he could have been healed, but they do not think that he can be raised from the dead. That is part of our problem. We want to have confidence in the healing, restorative power of Jesus, but we cannot escape our fears. Jesus' proclamation of eternal life is real. We need to let go of our fear, for life in eternity is also God's promise, a home with God. Can we come out of our darkness? Can we risk believing in Jesus? Those are hard questions, and cannot be answered without the trip to Jerusalem, to the cross, and to the tomb. God, be with us on this journey. All this we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The Gospel reading today is found at John chapter 11, verses 1 through 44. Reading today from the Common English Bible. A certain man, Lazarus, was ill. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This was the Martha who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother, Lazarus, was ill. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, saying, Lord, the one whom you love is ill. When he heard this, Jesus said, This illness isn't fatal, It's for the glory of God so that God's Son can be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha, her sister, and Lazarus. When he had heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed where he was. After two days, he said to his disciples, let's return to Judea again. The disciples replied, Rabbi, the Jewish opposition wants to stone you, but you want to go back? Jesus answered, Aren't there twelve hours in a day? Whoever walks in the day doesn't stumble because they see the light of the world. But whoever walks in the night does stumble because the light of the world isn't in them. He continued, Our friend Lazarus is sleeping, but I am going in order to wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he's sleeping, he will get well. They thought Jesus meant that Lazarus was in a deep sleep, but Jesus had spoken about Lazarus' death. Jesus told them plainly, "'Lazarus has died. For your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there, so that you can believe. Let's go to him.'" Then Thomas, the one called Didymus, said to the other disciples, "'Let us go, too, so that we may die with Jesus.'" When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was a little less than two miles from Jerusalem. Many Jews had come to comfort Martha and Mary after their brother's death. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. While Mary remained in the house, Martha said to Jesus, "'Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died.'" Even now I know that whatever you ask God, God will give you. Jesus told her, Your brother will rise again. Martha replied, I know that he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even though they die. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She replied, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, God's Son, the one who is coming into the world. After she said this, she went and spoke privately to her sister Mary. The teacher's here, and he's calling for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to Jesus. He hadn't even entered the village, but when she was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were comforting Mary in the house saw her get up quickly and leave, they followed her. They assumed she was going to mourn at the tomb. When Mary arrived where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her crying and the Jews who had come with her crying also, he was deeply disturbed and troubled. He asked, "'Where have you laid him?' They replied, "'Lord, come and see.'" Jesus began to cry. The Jews said, "'See how much he loved him?' But some of them said, "'He healed the eyes of the man born blind. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying?' Jesus was deeply disturbed again when he came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone covered the entrance." Jesus said, remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said, Lord, the smell will be awful. He's been dead for four days. Jesus replied, didn't I tell you that if you believe you will see God's glory? So they removed the stone. Jesus looked up and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. I say this for the benefit of the crowd standing here, so that they will believe that you sent me. Having said this, Jesus shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his feet bound and his hands tied, and his face covered with a cloth. Jesus said to them, untie him and let him go. The word of God for us, the people of God. The various references in the Gospels of Luke and John tell us that Jesus was especially close to Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. A family in the little village of Bethany. Their home, haven from the hate of His enemies, an island of calm amidst the turmoil of His ministry. Yet tragedy strikes in the midst of this peaceful scene. Death lays its very icy hand on Lazarus. Jesus' friend. And we note that people haven't changed in the 2,000 years since that time. Like us, they send word of Lazarus' deepening illness to the one they want near him in this crisis. Lazarus dies before Jesus returns, and the friends gather from Jerusalem and the surrounding countryside. There is confusion and anguish and even anger toward Jesus by Martha and Mary. When Martha first goes to meet Jesus on His return, Mary stays at home to be with the friends that have gathered. When Mary quietly leaves to see Jesus, some friends follow her, thinking she is going to the cemetery to weep there. Jesus stands crying at the tomb, and the bystanders mourn, murmur softly, See how He loved Him. A great lesson of this story is found in the hesitation of Jesus when he receives the message that Lazarus is sick. Jesus waits two days before he goes to Bethany. This sickness is not for death, but for the glory of God. I ask you can God be glorified in whatever befalls his children? Jesus lingers because his waiting until Lazarus is dead and buried. Is part of the event being used to glorify God. Jesus lingers because he is, no doubt, struggling to find the response to the illness that will both help his friends and be true to the will of God. When Jesus reaches Bethany, he faces problems. Lazarus has been dead for four days. The Jews thought that the Spirit lingered about the body for three days. But then, as the body began to show signs of deterioration, the Spirit left and all hope was abandoned. Lazarus had been buried for four days. Many Jerusalem Jews were gathered in the home. Naturally, they would not do him harm in such circumstances, but word to get to the authorities coming to bring life to his friend jeopardized Jesus life the two sisters are confused and even angry with Jesus Martha's frustration as found in verse 21 gives way to hope as she says that she knows whatever Jesus asks of God he will receive maybe she remembers the claim of Jesus as recorded in John chapter 5 verse 21 Just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whomever He wishes. When Mary sees Jesus, she expresses her disappointment that Jesus was not there in time. Jesus cannot talk with Mary about that. He is filled with emotion at her tears and the weeping of those with Mary. Where have you put Him? "'Lord, come and see!' What a turnaround. Remember, Jesus invited the first disciples to come and see where He, the light and life, was staying. Here, a broken-hearted woman bids the Lord, "'Come and see where death rules.'" Jesus wept. "'They stand before the tomb. At the command of Jesus, the stone is removed from the grave.'" while the grieving sisters look on in fear. Lazarus, come out, shouted Jesus, and Lazarus comes out, still bound in the grave wrappings. Loose him and let him go. Could it be that the miracle in this story is not that Jesus raised a man who had been dead for four days, but that some people who saw it apparently didn't believe it? Could it be that this miracle is meant to convince people not that Lazarus came back from the grave, although he did, but that Jesus had come from God? The raising of Lazarus is a sign pointing to the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus' resurrection is all that Lazarus' raising was not. Lazarus could only come out after the men rolled away the stone. Not so... With Jesus' resurrection, Lazarus came forth bound in grave wrappings, symbolic of the fact that he would need them again. Not so with Jesus, whose grave wrappings were left in the grave because he would never need them or see them in the grave again. Lazarus returned to his daily round of sin and struggle. Jesus returned to heaven. Lazarus was merely a shadow, a sign pointing to the reality of Jesus' resurrection. Let's now re-enter the conversation of Martha with Jesus as she met him at the gate of Bethany. Jesus tells Martha that her brother will rise again. Martha believes in the resurrection at the last day, the judgment day. The simple hope of resurrection of the body is not at the heart of Easter. Don't pin your hopes of victory over death on the resurrection of the judgment day. Jesus wants Martha to go beyond the teaching of the resurrection of the body. I am the resurrection and the life. Apart from Jesus, that resurrection we will all experience is just a replay at the end of the world of the raising of Lazarus to new life. Jesus is Lord of death, Lord of life, Lord of the resurrection. To believers, death is not important. Those who have trusted Jesus are not dead, but have made the transition to a more beautiful, eternal life with Jesus. Those who are alive and believe in Jesus will never die. We will fall asleep and wake up at home in the Father's house. Martha said earlier that she knew that her brother would rise again on the last day. Now she says in faith that she believes. Trust Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who is to come into the world. I ask you the same question. Do you believe Jesus is the Christ? The true meaning of Easter is found not only by belief in the fact of a resurrection, but by a commitment to a person, Jesus, for only that trust will avail the blood for the cleansing of sins, for defeat of death. So may it ever be. Even though we're not worshiping in our sanctuary this morning, the work of the church continues. You may mail your tithes and offerings to Oberlin United Methodist Church, 102 North Cass, Oberlin, Kansas, 67749, or you could simply place your offering in an envelope and drop it in the mailbox at the south entrance of the building. Let us pray. Consoling God of comfort and love, we cry out to you. Out of the depths of our despair, embraced in worry and fear so that we fail to hear your answers of compassion and hope. Later, we see that you are there with us, willing to help us with strength and support. We bring more than our gifts and ties today. We bring ourselves as an offering, ready to use our arms, hands, and feet, to be your comforting and strengthening presence to others. We make our offering joyfully and faithfully in the name of Jesus, our rock and redeemer. Amen. Our closing hymn, Hymn of Promise, is found at page 707 of the United Methodist Hymnal under CCLI number 4820130. Let us join together.
1: In the bulb there is a flower, in the seed an apple tree. In cocoons a hidden promise, butterflies will soon be free. In the cold and snow of winter, there's a spring that waits to be unrevealed until it seen. Season, something God alone can see.
0: Hear these words of benediction in service and call to our world. We are a people loved by God. We will live as signs of this love. We are a people blessed with hope. We will live in the light of this hope. May the love of God, the grace of Christ, and the courage of the Spirit strengthen our faith and set us loose to share God's love with all. Amen and amen.